G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The second coming of Jesus is described so many times in Scripture. For every prophecy speaking about the first coming of Christ, there are eight prophecies relating to a second coming. Pastor Greg Laurie says our level of excitement about the soon return of the Lord tells us a lot about our spiritual health. How excited are you today? Really, the teaching of the imminent return of Jesus is a great barometer of where you are at in your walk with God. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. When we've invited someone over for dinner and they're on their way, our excitement about it says something about our feelings for them, doesn't it? Your best friend since childhood? Can't wait. Your boss who invited himself over? Oh yeah, um, was that tonight? <laughs> well, today you're on a new beginning as Pastor Greg Laurie brings us some foundational insights on the character and attributes of Jesus. We'll give special thought to his second coming. It's a revealing look at how much we love the Lord. a new series right now that we're calling Timeless, and it's effectively Theology 101. Now, in our first message in this series, we talked about God the Father, because God is presented to us in Scripture as a triune being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we explored God the Father. We talked about His attributes, His omniscience, which means He knows everything. His omnipotence, meaning he has unlimited power. His omnipresence, meaning he can be present everywhere at the same time. We looked at his holiness, his righteousness. And as we learn more about God, he can seem so mysterious, so awesome, and so unapproachable. And that is where Jesus comes in. Jesus was God with a face. Heard a story about a little boy who was scared one night because it was a thunderstorm. He called out from his bedroom, Daddy, Daddy, I'm scared. Come in here and be with me. And the father said, Son, now it's late. You're fine. Daddy, come in here. Son, you're all right. God is with you. And then a moment passed and the little boy shot back, But right now, Daddy, I need someone with skin on. <laughs> That's who Jesus was. He was God with skin on, if you will. Jesus was God spelling himself out in a language we could understand. But here's the big question now. Why did Jesus come to this earth? Why? And people think Jesus was the greatest moral teacher or he came to provide the ultimate example for humanity. Not at all. Jesus came to this earth specifically to die for the sin of the world. That is why he came. The Bible is so clear on this point. In fact, in Revelation 13, we read, he was slain from the foundation of the world. What does that mean? 
That means long before there was a planet called Earth or a garden called Eden or a couple named Adam and Eve, a decision was made in heaven that God would send His Son, Jesus Christ, on a rescue operation to redeem mankind because God knew that Adam and Eve would eat of the forbidden fruit. And sin would spread like a horrible virus across the planet. And the only solution was Jesus coming to die for the sin of the world. We are told in Romans 5.8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And at some moment, while he hung on the cross of Calvary, the sin of the world was placed upon him. It is believed by many, including myself, that it was at the moment that he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he was bearing your sin and my sin and all of humanity's sin in some mysterious way which we can never fully comprehend. During those awful hours on the cross, the Father was pouring out the full measure of his wrath against sin and the recipient of that wrath was God's beloved Son. Listen to this, God was punishing Jesus as if he had personally committed every wicked deed committed by every wicked sinner. And in doing so, he could forgive and treat those redeemed ones as if they had lived Christ's perfect life of righteousness. So Jesus came to die for the sin of the world. And also he came to absorb God's wrath. You see, if God were not just, there would be no demand for a son to suffer and die. But if God were not loving, there would be no willingness for a son to suffer and die. But God was both just and willing. And he came and laid his life down for us. He absorbed God's wrath in my place. The judgment that you should have faced. And this is very important. Because I think when we sin, we feel we have to sort of atone for it. And beat ourselves up for it. And I think we need to remember it's already been atoned for. He was already beaten up for you. That doesn't mean that I sin with abandon. It doesn't mean that I should not feel guilt or remorse when I have sinned. But it does mean that once I have sinned and if I've confessed it to God, I should believe He has forgiven me and I should not walk in guilt, but I should walk in forgiveness. This is very important. Because Christ already absorbed the wrath of God. Jesus also died on the cross to show His love for us. Ephesians 5.25 says Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus himself said, for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Paul said he loved me and he gave himself for me. Sometimes you may wonder, does God really love me? Take a long look at the cross. Imagine for a moment Christ hanging there for you. And remember, it was not nails that held him to that cross 2,000 years ago. It was love. But Jesus also suffered and died to provide our forgiveness and justification. He suffered and died to provide our forgiveness and justification. Romans 5, 9 says, we've been justified by his blood. So let me explain. To be forgiven, it means my sin is removed. And as far as the east is from the west is as far as sin is put away from me. You can't find it. It's gone. As a, a lady named Corrie Tin Boom once said, God threw our sin into the sea of forgetfulness and he posted a sign that says no fishing allowed. I like that. 
So it's forgiven, but it's more than forgiveness. It's like they say in those commercials on television, but wait, there's more. You're justified. So when the Bible says you're justified, what does that mean? It's a word that can be translated to say just as if it never had happened. So he's expunged the record for you. Not only is your sin forgiven, not only is your sin forgotten, but your sin is removed. You're justified like you had never done it even in the first place. It's great to have you join us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. We're looking at some fundamental scriptural truth in Pastor Greg's new series called Timeless. Today we're answering the question, who is Jesus? Let's continue. Jesus was God. Jesus became a man. Jesus did not void his deity. He simply veiled it. And Jesus will come back again. Jesus will come back again. The angels told the disciples when Christ was ascending, or flying if you will, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus Christ is coming. The second coming of Jesus is described so many times in Scripture. It's mentioned over 1,800 times in the Old Testament, 300 times in the New Testament. In fact, statistically, one in every 25 verses in the Bible mentions the Lord's return. For every prophecy speaking about the first coming of Christ, there are eight prophecies relating to a second coming. So this is a clear, strong biblical message. Jesus said, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have. I'm coming soon. Jesus said in John 14, if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. Then he adds, so let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It was Spurgeon who said, quote, the sound of his approach should be as music to our ears, end quote. So when you hear Christ is coming, it should make your heart jump a little bit. But if it brings a little dread to your heart, that would make me wonder where you're at spiritually. Really, the teaching of the imminent return of Jesus is a great barometer of where you are at in your walk with God. I think when you're right with God, you look forward to his return. In fact, it even has a purifying effect on you spiritually. For it says in 1 John, he that has this hope, that is the hope of the Lord's return, he purifies himself even as he is pure. So it affects us. And I love what John says in Revelation 22, 20. He says, he that testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. That's the Lord speaking. And then John says, amen, come Lord Jesus. I love that. I'm coming quickly, amen. Come Lord Jesus. Let's say that together. Amen, come Lord Jesus. That's how we should live every day. Lord, if you wanna come today, I'm ready. And I'm looking forward to it. So let's wrap this up. Who is Jesus? And Jesus is everything. He's everything. He's everything you need. He's what you're looking for from the earliest days of your life. And let's review how Jesus can meet every need of your life. He was and is God. 
Going back to Isaiah 9, 6, you call his name wonderful, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Listen, whatever you're going through, the almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful God is with you. And he will give you the wisdom you need. He'll give you the resources you need. He'll give you the strength you need. You just need to call out to him because he is able to do abundantly above and beyond that which you could ask or think. But Jesus, who is God, became a man. He knows what it's like to walk in your shoes. He knows what it's like to be tempted and to be rejected. He knows what it's like to be abandoned and betrayed. And he's here with you in your testing and temptation. Maybe I'm talking to somebody right now who's going through a time of great testing. And you don't know why God has allowed this in your life. Or you're going through a time of great temptation. And you're wondering, how am I going to get through this time? Jesus has been there. Hebrews 4.15 says, this high priest of ours, speaking of Christ, understands our weaknesses. For he faced all the same temptations that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we will receive his mercy and find grace to help when we need it most. He's been there. And number three, Jesus is coming again. It's our blessed hope. Our blessed hope. You know, we live in a world that's filled with so much bad news. Listen, if you spend most of your time watching a news channel, you're gonna be one stressed out person. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you should be ignorant as to what's going on in our world. I try to keep up with what's happening. But if all you do is read news feeds and read people ranting on Twitter and watch a news program, you're gonna be probably a pretty upset person. Because you look at things going on in our world, war may break out, our nation is unraveling, AI is going to destroy us, right? <laughs> what did Jesus say? He says, when these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption is drawing near. Look up. <laughs> he did not say when these things begin to happen, freak out. <laughs> look up. <laughs> Cheer up. Chin up. See, we spend too much time looking down. We're holding our phones. You see people today, you're in a line in a restaurant, everyone's standing like this the whole time, right? <laughs> At the stoplight, people looking down. We're always looking down. Stop looking down. Look up. All these things happening, as scary as it can be at times, are reminders that God keeps his promises and Jesus is coming back again. Listen, I've read the last page in the Bible. We win in the end. We do. So let me ask this in closing. If Jesus Christ were to come back today, tonight, would you be ready? He's coming for those who will be watching and waiting. The Bible says he will come again for those that are looking for him. Are you looking for him? Now, I'm not suggesting that you just stand outside and stare at the sun. No, that's, that's not what it means to look for him. It means live in anticipation. It means live your life, enjoy your life. But honor God, trust God, put him first, live as a faithful Christian, share the gospel when you can, live the life that he's called you to live. Someone once asked D.L. Moody, the great evangelist, if he knew this was the last day of his life, how would he live it differently? He said, I, I would not live it any differently than I live every day of my life. 
We never know when the last day will come. So live every day as though it were the last day because one day it will be. But I wonder if there's someone listening to me right now that this is kind of scary stuff I'm talking about. You're terrified of death. You're afraid of all these things we've been talking about. You're living in agitation and worry and anxiety. And uh, you need to know God. Remember, why did Jesus come? He was born to die that we might live. He died on that cross for you. He shed his blood for you so you could be forgiven of your sin and have a relationship with him. And that same Jesus who was born in the manger and died on that cross and rose again from the dead and ascended to heaven and is returning again, is standing at the door of your life and he is knocking and he is saying, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. Only you can open the door of your heart to Jesus. And there might be someone here that wants to do that. So in a moment, I'm gonna pray and give you an opportunity to ask Christ to come into your life. And I hope you do it. So you're ready to meet the Lord and you're ready for the afterlife. And you can start living this life the way it was meant to be lived. Let's pray. Father, I pray for every person here. I pray you will speak to their heart and help them to see their need for Jesus. Help them to come to you and believe if they don't know you yet. I pray that your Holy Spirit will convict them and convince them of their sin and their need for you and draw them to yourself. Now we pray in Jesus' name, amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie today here on A New Beginning. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg will help you make that change with a simple prayer right now. A simple prayer is right. In fact, I would like to just pray a prayer and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and meant them sincerely, the Lord has heard you and forgiven you. And we'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg continues his new series called Timeless. And we consider the third person of the Trinity. It's a study called The Holy Spirit and You. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Who is Jesus? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.